back in action. Another episode of Small Business Dads. Thanks for tuning in. A little bit of a different thing I um, wanted to run with today. And I thought as we're wrapping up for the end of season one, um, just want to th- go a bit in depth on uh, a couple of things. First, uh, for one, obviously, I appreciate you all. Um, appreciate you tuning in every week and having a listen to all these and passing them on if you find something that you like. And those that have shared, I definitely thank you for that. Um, there's been really interesting process running through this over the last, I think March was when we pulled the trigger on this now. So heading in about, um, what's that, seven months now. And we've had some awesome chats on here. Um, it's been an interesting process. Um, a few things I've taken out of it, I've learnt, a lot of stuff from some awesome blokes. Um, heard some great stories, some motivating stories, some sad stories that, and luckily, thankfully, have had happy endings. Um, all and everyone is, you know, we're all where we are now based on our story that's happened to us, basically. And it's been awesome to allow blokes to be able to share those stories. So thanks for indulging us on those. Now. Been an interesting insight, like I mentioned, because there has been times when I've actually been stood up for an interview, and that's interesting process in itself. And I'm actually, as much as it might annoy me at the time, when someone you know books in for a time and you set up and do all that sort of stuff, and then they don't bother turning up. Well, I think it's actually a good thing because it's saving us from or saving me from exposing you to them. Because I figure if they don't have the decency to say they can't make it, everyone gets under the pump. I get that. But when you don't have the decency to communicate and to cancel and send apologies or whatever and just do a no-show, it means I'm glad I don't have to um, basically give them a plug to you because if you're tempted to uh, tempt their services, test their services out, I'm guessing you're going to find the same sort of experience if you become a customer. So it's only happened about, I think, maybe three times or so, but it's definitely left a um, little thing in the back of my brain that that little business is probably not going to be around for a long time. Uh, and if they are, I'm sure they don't have a good relationship with their customers. It's more a churn and burn approach where it definitely goes against everything uh, that I want to um, stand for as part of DPM. So the one thing I do want to say today, um, episode-wise, after that little blurb and going on, I thought I'd give you a bit of a background into me and to what I do. So obviously, if you've been listening for a while now, you might know a little bit here and there about my story, just from stuff that I might have mentioned in comments or what have you. But I thought I'm not going to rabbit on too much because no one wants to you know, hear me rabbit on for half an hour like a normal interview. But just to give you a bit of an idea from about who I am, uh, and funnily enough, today is actually my 15th anniversary of being uh, as DPM. So I started DPM back in 2005, October 2005, and if my memory's right, it was today, actually, the 20, um, what are we today, 28th of October. I'm pretty sure that's the day that I walked into the Department of Fair Training and made it all official and then started training people officially uh, on my own um, after that, after working in you know um, corporate gyms for a couple of years before that and, and hotel gyms before that as well. So I've been in the industry for five years, so 20 years all up this year before I started DPM, but basically um, it came on the back of my dad uh, suddenly passed away of a heart attack. He was 53 and basically gave me, I was 27 at the time and it gave me a kick up the ass basically where I was just cruising along in life. I traveled a bit when I was younger and I just hadn't really found what drove me, you know, I 
loved the travel side of things and I was contemplating going back and doing that again. And um, then obviously stuff happened uh, with my dad and I didn't want to um, didn't want to bail on my mum. I wanted to stick around and help her pay the bills and do all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to do something that made me happy. I just figured, well, I've been stuffing around all my life. Now it's time to pull my finger out and do something with myself. And so I applied for different jobs and I wasn't really passionate. And then, you know, the idea came in the back of my head and I'd never really been a business sort of person as such. My dad ran his own business, but I never really I wanted I didn't really want to follow in his footsteps as a financial planner. And I just thought, you know, I'll back myself. What's the worst thing that can happen? I'm young, I fall flat on my face and, you know, chalk it up for experience and then you move on. So I gave it a punt and the average personal training, so um, average personal training business, a normal trainer is in business for about 18 months to two years. That's the industry statistics. The last time I I came across them, I'm not sure what it is now, but it's probably the same, if not worse. So there's not a high success rate because there's so many trainers. I guess it's perceived to be a bit of a glamour industry, you know, all the people that look pretty and and all that sort of stuff and all the big muscles and all that sort of stuff. And But there's not a lot that goes on between the years, which I'm sure if you've had some experiences like that of your own, you can probably attest to as well. Um, and so the one thing I did know, um, which a lot of you in business will probably realize yourself, that early on, the one thing I did know, I had to surround myself with people that are smarter than me if I wanted to make it work. So while I didn't know a lot at the time, that's one thing I was Luckily enough to be able to get my head around early. So there was people in the, in the industry at the time who were where I wanted to be and were and were doing well. They were from the states and with the internet being what it was back then, I was able to you know buy, get online, listen to their seminars and buy their products and do all that sort of stuff, and it worked. And you know, next thing you know, it just grows word of mouth. The, and the best thing, what for any small business. People are happy with what they got and they told their friends. And the one thing I say, like I mentioned earlier, there's a, you know, the reason most people are only in um, the industry for a short amount of time is because they realize it's hard work uh, and they also don't teach you about business. But um, there's also not a lot going on. There's probably, um, I heard a podcast a, a couple of weeks ago and it made me laugh because it's true where the bloke was going on a rant and he said 80% of personal trainers are wankers. And a lot of people will probably get their, you know, their bees in a bonnet and, you know, get their nose up about that comment. But I think it's absolutely spot on because they are, they're too self-absorbed and that's the problem with the industry. They're not focused on the client, they're focused on themselves and make sure they're looking good in their Instagram shirts off selfies and all that sort of rubbish. And anyone that's been involved with me for a long time knows that that's not my go. I'm more a relaxed type of bloke as you might have been able to tell from these chats that we have every week with people. And I want to make people feel comfortable. Um, so basically, I wanted to do the exact opposite of what most people do. And um, I guess that's probably part of the reason why I'm still around, apart from you know, obviously having an awesome bunch of people that I get to work with. But So that's the backstory. Um, the family side of things for me, I'll be married coming up next month. It'll be 11 years. And I've got two beautiful girls, um, one who'll be seven in January, another one will be three in January next year. So they're getting on and it's definitely been a girl dad as anyone will attest to and what we've spoken about on this time. It's just awesome. There's times when, like we've said, they drive you to the drink, but there's just times when it is absolutely amazing. And the one thing that um, I'm very glad that I am a girl dad 
and very proud. And I just think, you know, everyone always asks, well, not everyone, but a lot of people always ask, you know, when you find out you're pregnant, you go, you know, do you hope you're having a boy and all this sort of stuff? And I think that's a lot of rubbish. For one, we had a bit of a road to get to um, even having um, or even to us becoming parents in the first place. So for one, that made me more appreciative of a couple of year process, a lot of tears and a lot of um, just hard work. And it's just a lot of tests and just all anyone that's gone through that sort of process will understand that you're just happy at the end of the day to have something in your arms that um, you, know, you finally don't care. All you want is a healthy baby. And if you go back, I think it was episode three where Jason was talking from Super T. He's since gone on, which has been cool to see his story grow since we had a chat. Um, it's obviously not off this show, but just off his own doing and his own hard work. But, you know, when he talks about his daughter's experience with cancer and you just can't imagine that as a parent. So I'm just ha- just thankful to b- be able to have two healthy kids and hopefully that stays that way. But um, apart from that, you know, obviously the thing that, I love about being a business owner is being able to work my business around the kids. Um, one thing I did decide early on in the piece was that I wanted to be involved in my kids' life like any bloke who's been on this show um, and rather than just being a weekend dad or someone where you never see your kids will actually want to actively be part of them growing up. It comes at a financial cost, obviously, because I'm spending more time at home and less time at training clients and working, but, you know, there's always time for that down the track. There's only going to be a small window, relatively small, where the kids actively want you involved in their life, I figure, and I want to create those memories now while I can and hopefully and something they can remember when they're older. But um, that's, you know, the probably one uh, parenting tip is what I often ask uh, the dads that come on. Personally, for me, I would say to... Don't listen to anyone else. You know, there's all these times you hear about, um, you know, especially if you're an expecting dad who's listening to this and you just over-bombarded with so much information, basically run with your gut. I don't know. I think somehow if you're a half-decent person, you've got an instinct in you um, that you know what to do. It's not always going to be the right thing, but just back yourself and you'll find out if it's not right, then you get a chance to correct it. But, yeah, there's, there's... too much information and you can get par- you know, paralysis by analysis, the same in business. So that's my little two cents on that side of things. Just be careful of what information you do take on board um, as a parent. But you know, but the other but the other two cents are just spend time with your kids and just be present with them and just, you know, whether it's, um, you know, I like to take them out every now and then, just have some one-on-one time with them individually. Um, that works for me, uh, my kids at the age they are now. We have some awesome times, and so that's you know, that's what works for my family. But um, obviously, pick what works for you. Final thing I'll touch on because I don't want to go on for too much longer. There's always a lot to finish. The question that I would, uh, what would I tell my younger self? And basically, um, obviously, what I mentioned earlier about my dad dying earlier, I would go back and tell my younger self to spend more time with my dad, um, just hanging out now. Um, we didn't have the relationship where it definitely wasn't a bad relationship by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't the relationship where we'd sit down and have a beer together or whatever. Um, he wasn't really a drinker and I was probably too much of a drinker at that age. And, but just spending time, whether it was us just finding something in common, whether it was even just going to see a movie or just going and just hanging out and just having a chat. That's one thing I would tell my younger self to do that more, 
Um, but also business side of things, just be careful who you trust early on. There's people going to take you that are going to want to take you for a ride, and you know you're always chasing the bright shiny object syndrome, like you know, a lot of us have probably done before. But you know, but and once again, that's all. That's something minor, really, in the scheme of things. It's all part of learning. Uh, and obviously, we wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for the mistakes and also the positive things that we've done over the last few years too. So. Hopefully, this little rambling on hasn't put you to sleep. I wanted to keep it short, relatively short, um, in comparison to our normal episodes anyway. But yeah, that's just a bit of a background on me. Um, just want to give people an insight into who you've been listening to, asking the questions, and hopefully that's helped you um, further understand me and why I do what I do. Basically, you know, like I said, I just want to give people a, a training solution that's not the typical, you know, not some idiot prancing around in camo pants yelling at people and blowing a whistle because I figure if they want that, they'll join the army. I like to make it a more of personalized service, um, like DPM. It's all about people, um, especially busy parents, as most and uh, main target market. We're all over 40, um, some, you know, 50 and some even slightly older, just quietly. But um, so it's not the type of training that's aimed towards a younger CrossFit style market. It's, it doesn't mean they're easy workouts by any stretch of the imagination, but we you know, it's obviously uh, being around for a while now. I understand that people's bodies aren't what they used to be when they're 21. I know mine's definitely isn't from playing football and doing all that stupid stuff you did when you were younger. You don't look after it properly, so we're dealing with all those issues now. So I can like to think I can relate to people in that regards and give them customized alternatives and options for stuff that they can't do uh, through what um, you know for um, injuries and just uh, um, and life stuff that has happened uh, in the past that's got them to where they are now, but it definitely doesn't mean that we just pack it in. But the whole point is to give people an outlet, um, especially in the group side of things, just a friendly place. The, th- the one thing I'm proud about um, is there's been a lot of clients who have developed fl- um, who've developed friendships from within the group. They didn't know each other when they first met and they've actually become quite close and, you know, and they go and they hang out socially together. So that to me is awesome. Just having an awesome bunch of people, and there's one rule that I do have, which I think is important for any business. Really, is I only want to train people who I'd either sit down and have a coffee with or have a drink with. Um, in the past, you know, like you've probably done, you train anyone and anyone, or you take business from anyone with a pul- um, with a pulse, and it doesn't always work because some people are just to punish and to deal with, and that's just the way it goes. Not everyone is going to get on, um, so aim for who you want to align with and who aligns with your values and to the other people, good luck. That's, you know, that's them. They can find someone else that works for them. But yeah, so thank you for tuning in the Small Business Dads. I don't know when the next episode will be. Hopefully, I've got a couple more lined up, but just want to give you the heads up that this will be potentially the last one for a little bit. Please go back into the back catalogue. Have a listen to what we have done so far. Uh, please share and as I always say, if you do want to come on and share your story, more than happy to dust off the microphone and organize a time to lock in with you and have a chat to hear about your story, about your family, um, about you and of course about your business, send me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com. I'd love to be able to get you on. And um, if you are interested after hearing about me and about DPM and finding out more about what we do in Sydney, personal training and group personal training, dpmtransformation.com, you'll find the info there or just that email address again, shoot me an email, have a chat.
and um, we'll see look if we can work something out we can if not then that's more than happy but um, on the flip side too also if you know someone who is interested one thing i do always offer to people and i'll offer uh, to you as well as a listener small business dads when someone introduces a, a friend or family member or whoever to dpm I always like to look after them because obviously you know, my business wouldn't be alive 15 years down the track if it wasn't for people like that. So for people who are clients, I give them the, uh, their next month on the house as a thank you um, via a credit uh, to their account. And for those that aren't or, um, a client, so it might be yourself who's listening now, I'll send you a $100 uh, Visa gift card as a thank you. But here's the real sweet note. And this is the cool thing that I think that people really have enjoyed the last couple of years I've been doing this. Once they've been with... Um, once they've been training with DPM for six months, I'll shout them and I'll also shout you as the person that introduced them a $200 dinner gift voucher to any restaurant of your choice. So there's no catch. Like you don't have to do anything else and you know, sell me your, uh, your kidney or whatever or your, you know, or your next born. Just once they've been training for six months, I'll contact them, ask where they want to go and I'll contact you and, we, and ask where you want to go. You both get a voucher each. You don't have to go together, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's just the way that I like to say thank you to people for help spreading the word about me and about what I do. Because um, over the years, like yourself, you've probably wasted a stupid amount of money on advertising that doesn't work. And I found that this is the best way to not only spread the word about what I do, but also give back to the people that look after me. So the least I could do, I figure, is shout them a nice little dinner out as a thank you. So dpmtransformation.com is where you'll find out more info about what I do. Um, and obviously, smallbusinessdads.com.au is the website for this little show. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate your um, appreciate your time that you actually take out of your day to listen to it because obviously there'd be no show without you. And if you know anyone, like we said, please spread the word about either a guest for the show or someone in training. Until next time, Daniel Monday, smallbusinessdads.com.au, over and out.